You are listening to Stories from the Heart, inspiring tales of life, love, and learning, presented by the Camarillo Healthcare District. In this episode, Susan Seats of Oak Park shares a story about honoring the living and helping her dad transition peacefully by reflecting on a life well lived. I grew up in Chicago in the 50s. My grandparents all came from Poland. Our family lived in a small apartment above my grandmother in a Polish neighborhood until we outgrew the space and moved to a house. We were a Catholic family. My parents had six children in a span of 12 years. Imagine eight people living in a small house with one bathroom. There was plenty of banging on the door with someone yelling, hurry up in there. My father, he was an elementary school teacher for 34 years. When he retired, he stayed active. He fought for civil rights, started a space program for kids, and taught children on a Native American reservation in Arizona. He joined the Arizona Silver-Haired Legislature and advocated for the rights of elderly. He was eventually inducted into the City of Chicago Senior Hall of Fame. Our parents insisted we go to Catholic schools. To afford this, Dad had to get a second job as a printer for greeting cards. We hardly saw him during the week. Mom stayed home with us six kids, four boys and two girls, ages 1 through 12. She didn't drive and we took a bus or walked everywhere, waddling behind her like little ducks. As a family, there were many challenging moments during our teen years. We never seemed to have much money. But in retrospect, I'd say we were very lucky. We never doubted that our parents loved us. I was very influenced by my father, especially in his sense of adventure and enthusiasm for life. It's probably why I still love to travel. My mom died at age 67. She was the heart of the family. Dad felt especially lost without her. He began writing a letter to her every night, recollecting memories of the past and of his present life without her. In the end, he wrote a thousand letters He said it helped him heal his broken heart. Since most of us children moved out of state, we convinced Dad to move to Phoenix, Arizona, to be closer to my two brothers and I, and to be in warmer weather. I later became his primary caregiver, and we eventually moved to California. My father continued to be very active and adventurous in his twilight years, In fact, at age 75, he decided to go to space camp. The camp staff whirled him around in a gyroscope machine. He also climbed into a space rocket and participated in a simulated flight to the moon. If given a choice, he would have been an astronaut in another life. Fast forward to age 84, and we started to see him decline. He had neuropathy, heart condition, hip surgery, and late onset of diabetes. Dad had to give up driving. 
That was such a loss of freedom, and he became depressed. I thought about what I learned in my eight years working for Hospice of the Valley. I learned the importance of having quality of life, no matter what the age, no matter what the medical challenge. I enrolled Dad in a special hospice outreach program. It was for those not terminal, but having a serious chronic condition. I thought the home visits by compassionate, caring staff could help him emotionally and physically. They would help me as well. One day, I was inspired by a friend. He talked about the idea of a living memorial. I immediately thought of Dad. Why wait till someone dies to share what a person has meant to you? I remember the many nice things said to me about my mother at her funeral. How I wish she could have heard them. I told my friend Joyce, founder of the Arizona Therapeutic Harp Foundation, that I wanted to do this for Dad. She loved the idea and said, as a minister, I could get a chapel. I'm happy to co-lead the service and even provide a harpist. Dad's hospice team thought it was a wonderful idea too. They wanted to participate. Wow, things were falling into place quickly, I thought. Now I had to figure out how to present this idea to Dad without sounding morbid. Later, I said, hey, Dad, how would you feel about us having friends and family come to a living memorial for you? What, he said, as his eyebrows lifted and his wrinkled face had a look of surprise. I'm not dying. Well, I said, how about letting people share memories and their appreciation while you're still alive? They would love the opportunity. He said, no way, I would feel uncomfortable. It's like asking people for compliments. I was ready to give up, but shared one more thought. Dad, here's your chance to be a pioneer. Other families might get inspired to do the same for their loved ones. Suddenly, a sense of intrigue lit his face. He liked the idea of being a pioneer and agreed to do it. We called it the celebration of the life of John Kula. The harp is played as 65 people gathered on a sunny day in May of 2006. They had sat on a gold plush chair that looked more like a throne. I made a big poster of his life and presented a short video. It was held in a small cream-colored chapel with vaulted ceilings. The sunlight rays streamed through the many narrow windows. There were many touching moments as people sang, read poems, letters, and shared their stories. Dad fought back a few tears. He later shared that he felt so honored. In 2009, Dad and I moved to California to live with my brother, Jim. He offered to share in the caregiving. And frankly, I, I was getting burnt out, taking him to so many doctor appointments and managing his needs. 
He had lived with me and then a group home setting, but that didn't work out. Jim offered to share in that caregiving, and after a while, Dad actually was doing better and could be alone during the day. So I went overseas to teach. I kept in close touch with my brother and father. After some time, though, things changed again. He had some falls, another hip surgery, six shots a day of insulin and pneumonia. It was just too much for Jim. I came back to help. It was such a big adjustment to go from teaching in a university to caregiving again. It was a lot to be on top of. First of all, I had to give up, get over my fear of needles to administer them to dad and once again address daily needs. His poor health took a toll on him. I thought of ways to lift his spirits and discovered a life stories project offered by Camarillo Hospice. A week later, the hospice volunteer visited us. Dad liked him. He said, John, if you're willing, I'll come by once a week and record your life stories. A CD copy of them will be given to each of your children. Dad's face lit up. He loved to tell stories about his childhood, teaching, being a father, retirement, and so on. We also signed Dad up for a veteran's daycare program. Having been a soldier, it took on new meaning and pride for him in his later years. It was something to behold. Dad died six years after that living memorial. He died peacefully at home with myself, two brothers, and my sister surrounding him. Even though Dad was not fully conscious, we sang his favorite songs, recounted touching childhood memories, and gave him our thanks. I felt so grateful for the support of my siblings and their generous contributions of time, love, and gifts for Dad over the years. When he left us, we all grieved in our own way. As for me, I felt sad. And at the same time, a feeling of peace and relief came over me. I have been very impacted by the journey I took with my father. In retrospect, it's made me more patient and compassionate towards people facing medical challenges. It also inspired me to live more fully and create more memorable moments while I'm able to. I often mentally talk to my mother and father and call upon them in times of need. They will always continue to live in my heart. Thank you for listening to Stories from the Heart, inspiring tales of life, love, and learning, presented by the Camarillo Healthcare District. If you would like to share your story, please visit camhealth.com and fill out our form under Share Your Story. You'll work with a storytelling coach to fine-tune your story for broadcast. We are looking for people to share health or caregiver journeys, to talk about personal experience, moments in time, and lessons learned while navigating life. These life stories will paint a visual picture with words. They should be 5 to 10 minutes long and must be primarily about the storyteller and their truths, experiences, and emotions.